Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. How I feel Have you ever heard Two turtle doves Bill and coo When they love That's the kind of magic music We get from our lips The jaunty and gentle sound of Lullaby of Birdland from Ella Fitzgerald and Duke Ellington, two classics of the jazz world. Great way to start the programme. It's Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you so much for joining me on yet another Saturday morning in January. Jazz Shapers, I hear you ask, what is that? Well, I hope you know that it is the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. And my business shaper today is Toby Schneidler. He's the CEO and co-founder of a business called Bouncepad, fantastic name. They are putting tablets and all sorts of technology into the retail environment, and you will have noticed over Christmas that you probably spent a lot more money online rather than offline. Well, he's making sure that the businesses he works with are fit for purpose going forward. Lots coming up from Toby very shortly. In addition to hearing from Toby, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business, and on top of all of that, a great mix of music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Woody Herman, Madeline Peru, new music from Gogo Penguin and this from the one and only Donald Bird. Donald Byrd with Places and Spaces, and it reminds me of the Macy and the Max era and that kind of music, which I absolutely love. Toby Schneider is my business shaper here today on Jazz Shaper, CEO and co-founder of Bouncepad. And as I said, they're a business who are ensuring that the digital and the non-digital worlds of, of retail and leisure and all sorts of related businesses are converging properly. Toby, thank you so much for joining me. Explain in your own words what it is that you are doing and the gap that you filled creating this business called Bouncepad. So hi, uh, great to be here. Um, five years ago when the iPad was launched, we thought this would be a great tool to use commercially in stores. And rather than being a you know consumer piece, piece of electronic, um, that there's a dim- dimension of, of actually commercially using it in enterprise um, conditions in, in, in shops, essentially. And we created a pop-up shop around the corner here in Soho and um, and the response was overwhelming. So we basically designed a, a way to present tablets securely in stores, a product called the Bounce Pad. So it's a physical tablet stand, which has now grown into a whole range of different solutions for retailers such as uh, Vodafone and Hugo Boss and, and even McDonald's are using them. So it's been an amazing journey. And it's, yeah, it's placed us right in the heart of this whole omni-channel transition of bringing digital into the physical retail environment to really connect up these experiences which are important for consumers. 
Now, a couple of observations. Number one, you're German. Uh, and, and number two, um, you studied architecture. And in fact, you came here to London, I think, in 93, over 20 years ago. Makes you feel old, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, to, to do that, what was it about London that made you came o- come over here? And what was it about architecture at that point? Because obviously you've evolved, but there was something that, that drew you to architecture, I imagine, at that point. Architecture, I just love because it's a, it's a discipline that, that brings together design, a consideration of your environment, the context you live in, uh, lots of different scales, you know, famously the sort of door handle to urban plan from Bauhaus, you know, it's, um, it's all these considerations that I found fascinating of why I want to engage with architecture. Um, and, um, and there's a strong technology dimension to architecture as well, naturally. You know? So there's culture meeting, meeting technology. And, and London was really a choice um, because it's just the biggest city in, in, in Europe. Um, and it's the most international city, arguably, on the planet. Um, and I just thought uh, Frankfurt would be a bit small. <laughs> And, and, and in that time, obviously, you've gone through a variety of things. I think you've been a lecturer on technology and design. Um, you've been to uh, in various different universities across Europe. Um, how did you get into, and I believe that you then created and co-founded a business called SpotSpot, and this has been called a London-based creative engineering consultancy, devising interactive in-store experiences. That was about 10 years ago. What was the moment, if you can just capture it for me, when you realised that there would be this this space for this bounce pad, this idea that a mm-hmm. tablet could play a role inside the in the retail environment. So I was already interested while I was studying architecture how the digital would inform physical environments, and um, the um, the space of architecture is very slow moving. It's it's a, you know most architects only start building the the, the first building when they're like sixty or even seventy. You know, so um, I didn't have the patience for that. Um, so I wanted to go into technology research, and that then led to opening a consultancy, helping big brands to reinvent retail, essentially. Um, but consultancies have their own problems as a business, you know, uh, and I really wanted to have a product in the long run. And the bounce pad was, um, was such an idea of actually bringing digital into physical environments and really sort of um, making them more relevant in today's world. Find out how uh, that happened and what Toby's light bulb moment was um, coming up after the next bit of music, which is going to be from Woody Herman and The Herd, and it's called Sidewinder. Sidewinder from Woody Herman and The Herd, and I always find myself pouting quite a lot when I hear that particular track. Toby Schneidler is my business shaper today, CEO and co-founder of Bouncepad, and we're talking about the fact that you set up this consultancy, but uh, like many people who do that, they go, oh, I've still got clients, and that's quite awkward. I actually want to do my own thing. And this thing, it was called Bouncepad, and I believe... There was a kind of revelation that you had, apparently, when you were in Apple's London flagship store. Just tell me a little bit about that, because uh, for, for people that, that have these moments, sometimes um, they kind of either don't realise it was a moment or they don't know what to do about it. Tell me about the moment and then tell me what made you do something about it. So um, I've had several <laughs> moments like that before, <laughs> sound like and, they, and they result like in very weird stuff. I was going to um, say, it sounds like we're having a religious conversation. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're not, we're not there, it wasn't a revelation of that yeah. sort. <laughs> No, no, I designed a lot of uh, other fun stuff before that actually didn't result in commercial success. But um, the 
the iPad was really this kind of um, very approachable piece of technology that people intuitively know how to use, and it just made sense to use it commercially as well, not just look at it as a, as a piece of consumer electronics. And um, and it sort of co- nicely coincided with a with a moment um, of us being invited to to a pop up shop in Soho called the App Lounge, and we designed the first prototype bounce pad, literally on the back of a broomstick, some laser cut acrylic um, plastic, and um, and just placed this prototype in the shop for to see how people react to it and it was just an amazing success so three months later we launched the first minimum viable product and uh, switched on the website and then the first call came in from south africa so we're an export business from day one and it just um, continued from there basically you talked about the other revelations which didn't turn into any great thing Uh, um, how did you know or rather, did you not know that any of these any of these revelations may or may not have made it? Was it just a question of going through the motions? And was it was it that the the end of the broom sit with a bit of a critic actually just happened to work versus the other ones which didn't? Is that is that true? Is it a bit of trial and error, truthfully, in this game? A ton of trial and error, and I think um, yes. And and some some of the other ideas I did within the safety net of of uh, a technology research institute. So it wasn't my own money at stake. Um, some of them I actually did put up my own on sweat and money uh, to do um, but this was just a, 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 a epiphany and it was just totally clear that this would, would be a go really and once you'd made this one uh, and it is if you go to the bouncepad.com site you'll see them and they're pretty gorgeous actually once you go into that place actually then setting up a business because you're an architect right i mean you set your consultants up how did you know what to do i believe you've used a lot of your own money you, you mentioned it just then but in terms of the team in terms of getting you said your first order was ensured you an international export business straight away but how's it been in these first few years of building your own mm-hmm. business well, I've always been interested in business, and I've been sort of had this like weird little hobby, um, like other people doing like I don't know gardening or clubbing or whatever. I, I quite like list, uh, like um, reading up on business and 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 understanding about business. Um, he, he looks normal, by the way. Yeah. You, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, so I was always like seeking out also people who are interested, sharing that interest, and and that sort of led me to my co-founder Solon Sasson, and um, and other people who who basically can help build such a business you know and um, it's it's really important to to think about building a business as a collaborative effort it's not like one one sort of sole genius who who can you can pull this off and and that's basically how we've thought about about over these five years now Um, really sort of bringing in friends um, colleagues other experts uh, with the relevant expertise Find out how collaboration has been at the core of what Toby Schneidler has achieved as CEO of Bouncepad. Lots more from him coming up. Latest travel coming up in a couple of minutes. But before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Hi, my name is Andrew Goldstone and I'm a partner in the tax group at Mishkondorea. My advice for any entrepreneur at any stage of business is to become tax aware. Even if you're a startup, do spend the time and money. A couple of hours on the web can teach you a lot about what tax structures are out there. And then when you do go and see your tax advisor, you'll be prepared. You won't be paying good money just to be told the basics. Instead, you'll get tailored tax advice on what really makes sense for you and your business. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, 
but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I hope you'll join me for some fantastic business company over the coming months, all the way through to the end of 2016 and beyond. Some special new features coming up later in the year. We're going to be having young entrepreneurs included on the programme, and you'll be hearing from some of our friends that I've interviewed over the last few years and finding out what they're doing in our Encore feature. But today, Toby Schneidler is my business shaper. He's the CEO and co-founder of Bouncepad. They make tablets come to life in the retail environment, the leisure environment so that you don't go somewhere else when you're in the middle of shopping in an expensive place like Hugo Boss, for example. Toby, you were talking about the business that you've grown over the last five years and the importance of collaboration. In your business, of course, you you make the hardware look nice, but you're also developing software. And that's an incredibly collaborative business because you're not a software developer. How have you in- enabled the business to become connected with that world? And how do you view relationships with all these different providers of, of clever technology people? So we've, um, yeah, I mean, my own background is basically in in architecture and design, um, but I've then worked in a media lab and been exposed to um, a lot of technology um, people, uh, coders, uh, programmers, etc. And um, and there's there's a design dimension to software which is not that far um, off architecture. How you think about the user, how you think about experiences um, that it has to work structurally, etc. So, um, so basically, um, judging a good piece of software is 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 not that different in a way, and um, we're seeking out partnerships that can really help help us to um, bundle an offering to our customers. Um, so, so to actually combine the bounce pad with that software in, a, in the best possible way. And have those partners come to you quite happily because they can see that you're doing an innovative thing? Uh, and if so, how do you then nurture those relationships? Because it's one thing technically being in line, but there's another mm-hmm. thing that, the, that Toby's personality and your your partner, your partner founder pers- personality works. Have you had to work at that or has it come naturally? It's, it's almost like a naturally evolving ecosystem because the whole area of um, bringing digital into a store environment is is even newer than the whole e-commerce um, the, you know, uh, area, which, which in itself is only like, whatever, 10 years old or so. Um, so... Um, it's um, it's a lot of connections that have been built over the last five years, and um, and where people naturally want to collaborate, and and retailers also like to see these kind of collaborations taking place. You don't seem very stressed by any of this. I mean, you're at the cutting edge of a of a new business. You even said, or a new industry, if you like. You said that e-commerce <coughs> is relatively new. This this kind of combination, the synthesis of digital and real world uh, buying experience, is even newer. Are you naturally very calm? I mean, you seem calm. Is that is that a thing, or are you are you just incredibly good at hiding it? Because in a business is like yours, you know, where you're literally almost not quite hand to mouth, but you're building fast. Surely yeah. that's stressful. It is, um, but you can't help yourself, I guess. Um, so <laughs> it's basically, um, I think that's that's the fun thing of actually building a business, of being an entrepreneur, is to, that you're exposed to a lot of problems that you need to solve on the spot. Um, that's why I think I'm probably completely unemployable by <laughs> a normal company, um, and um, and that's the exciting thing of being in the space because there, there's a real sort of revolution going on in retail. Because a few years ago, you know, e-commerce was about to kill every shop there is on the planet, and this clearly hasn't become true. Uh, now retailers consider physical outlets as being key to their retail strategy, especially the luxury ones, the high-value retailers, and. Um, and we're sort of playing right at the heart of it, which is really exciting. 
Stay with me for more from Toby Schneider, my business shaper. Time for some music. This is Go Go Penguin, who I love, and it's called All Res. The haunting sound of Go Go Penguin with all res. Toby, um, you were talking about this revolution that you're involved in. Did you think when you were younger you would be a revolutionary? Did you think you would be an entrepreneur? Or did you just think, I'm obsessed with business and I quite like it and I'm obsessed with the way things look and I like the functionality thing and all that? Is this where you thought you'd be? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> I know I, you're, you're that sure? I, mean, I, I, you, I, was, I, was, I always wanted to be a designer, hmm. which is about, you know, creating stuff designing stuff solving solution uh, solving problems you know were you building things as a kid yeah i was trying to build a car which didn't go very far but <laughs> how old were you when you were trying to build a car just let them eight oh, of course i think i got to the steering wheel and then <laughs> back start but it basically um the the idea of business i always found fascinating as well um there's some um there's some family history to to running business as well um and um, What's that? Par- parents or which? grandparents? Yeah, and I sort of wanted to to um, to create something that's um, that's maybe a bit bigger than you know just a piece of industrial design or a building, and um, and I think this is where then transition from architecture into into this other more exciting area of of, of digital and. Um, and entrepreneurship. Now you mentioned your grandparents, and the kind of in, therefore it's partly in the DNA. But have there been other people along this journey that you've gone to for advice, and that you go that really helped me, or have they? Have you just been paying lip service because you knew exactly what you needed to do? No, I've always been seeking out um, advice from sort of the elders, and um, and also I'm, 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 I'm a member in a, in, a, in a club here in London, which is all about owner-operated uh, businesses and so we give each other a lot of peer advice that's the supper club that's it yeah okay and uh, is that useful because I, many people I interview are actually members of, of, mm. of this this organisation and there are many others what is it that's so special about that that environment well basically I, I, I usually describe it as Alcoholics Anonymous for Entrepreneurs so it's basically people who can't help themselves and put themselves through the stressful thing of, of building a business to uh, talk to about their problems really one to one and and not being interfered by professional advisors so that you can really sort of um, get these kind of other opinions how do other people solve these problems every day we'll have a final chat with my guest Toby plus play a track from Madeline Peru that's after the latest traffic and travel Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mish Rea. it's business but it's personal A little bit from Madeleine Peru. Uh, Toby Schneider is my business shaper just for a few more minutes. We've talked a lot about the, you're at the vanguard of the revolution, and, and indeed, I think you've been recognised as one of those people. I think you're, you were 
the business was profiled in the Tech City Insider 100, and, and I'm sure there'll be more accolades as you go forward. I've been reading a lot about 2016 predictions about where technology goes, and everyone's starting to say the technology is irrelevant. The experience that it delivers is now where people are focusing on. What's the experience that you're going to deliver over the next two to three years, do you think, for consumers? So I think the big shift is um, that digital, you know, which has been a, a buzzword, which you can't, you can't use that word anymore because it doesn't mean anything anymore because everything's digital now. And, and people just expect digital information, knowledge, experience to be around them, you know, in the, the, the smartphone, um, in their home, in their car. And if something doesn't work, that's kind of the moment when, when, it, um, uh, when it shows up. So basically, I think the, the delivering stable, um, well-run products is, is a key thing. But then also to make, make that uh, part of the whole shopping experience and and changing the way that um, retailers actually operate these digital experiences in a store environment is, is really important. So a lot of retailers are quite conservatively run. They have no clue about um, technology whatsoever, or they don't even know how to integrate the digital and the physical worlds. And increasingly now we see more and more um, organizations changing, which is really exciting, and putting really clever new ideas in, into place. Now, assuming that you do that really well and the business keeps growing and, and it is, has grown fast, are you the kind of person that's going to go, thank you very much, I've had my bit and I'll sell nicely, or are you in it for the long haul? And what will make up mm. your mind? I mean, obviously everyone has a price, but mm. you strike me as someone who likes making stuff and, and, I wonder, and, and fixing stuff, and I wonder whether you'll even, as you said, be able to stop, if you like, because you, you look like an entrepreneurial addict. Uh-huh. <laughs> is, that, is that right? I mean, where does it go for you financially? Is the so, money important in all this? So basically, I... Um recently came across a really interesting organization in, in, in California called the Tugboat Organization, and they, they're all about uh, sustainably run business. So I'm, I'm not a subscriber to the whole Silicon Roundabout craze and sort of, you know, seeking out tens of millions of venture capital funding and uh, not giving a damn about how efficiently and profitable you run your business. I think business is about profitability, which is born out of delivering a great product to your customer. You know, that's value creation. And um, and that kind of principle is often completely overlooked by a lot of these kind of startups that you see around. So, um, and building a sustainable business is a lot about connecting to the market and also building a great team internally and really sort of, um, you know, getting 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 a bunch of people together who who like to do what they do and and who, who think that there's, there's some some mileage in there for the long run. And basically, that made, well, that the answer in a way is that I'm not I'm not leaving any time soon. Thank you very much, Elliot. It sounds like I'm very you're very happy and you'll continue to do fantastic things. Plus, I'm German. <laughs> you know the whole thing about Mittelstand and yeah, yeah, right. That's your, it's, it's in the blood, and you're gonna it's it's what yeah. makes Germany uh, Germany from a business perspective. Toby, fantastic to have you here in uh, in London and on the program. Just before I let you go, it'd be remiss of me not to ask you what is your song choice and why have you chosen it. So it's um, uh, Almendra by uh, Ruben Gonzalez. And um, to be honest, I don't listen to a ton of jazz, but um, this is one track I've been listening to since the 90s, and I love having people over for dinner. And it's a sort of a ritual that every time I have people over for dinner, that track gets played first and get everyone in the mood. Well, I look forward to my invitation and look forward to listening to the music. That was a Jackie's OK. You don't have to invite me. Here it is, just for you. Thank you so much. Thank you.
That was Almendra from Ruben Gonzalez, the song choice of my business shaper today, Toby Schneidler. A collaborator at heart, someone who has understood that alliances are important and he's needed those because in his world of bringing technology and architecture and design together all to make up what is going to be the future of, of retail, that is absolutely critical. And in a word, a bit of a revolutionary. Great stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Stay with us, though, right now, because coming up next here on Jazz FM, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.